Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. You can see Joel every weekend on Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundlin. You can also see Better Money in Boston on WCBV Channel 5. He's written six of his own books, including most famously The Money Map. And Joel, it's always a pleasure to get your wisdom. First show of the new year. How are you? I'm doing great. And John, this is the year. This is it. You know what I get to do this year? I can take money out of my IRAs without paying a penalty. Well, I will you be are 59 and a half in December. I've arrived. Officially an old man, I believe, is the way that works. Uh, you don't you don't look a day over fifty seven and a half. I appreciate you know. that. I'm waiting for some commemorative coin from AARP, but all they're sending me is this little magazine every month. So is this it? Is this the last year of the radio show? Since you can take your money out without penalty, you're ready to retire once you hit that mark in December. No, absolutely not. I plan to be like Larry King, where, where he's so old, nobody knows how old he is, but he's still there in front of the microphone. That's going to be me 20 years from now. Toledo, you're on the air. So <laughs> let's talk about the new year and having a new mindset, because I think there probably are a lot of people every year at the beginning of the year who say, all right, well, I, I'm going to get my, my finances in order this year. I say this every year about going to the dentist, and now I haven't been to the dentist since like 2007. But every year going into the year, I say, I'm going to go to the dentist this year. And then, of course, I find a reason not to. Uh, so I think a lot of people probably had the best of intentions coming into 2020. And they said, yes, I'm going to get organized with my finances this year. You know, I'm approaching retirement. I want to figure out, can I have a lobster retirement, a steak retirement, a McDonald's retirement? Like, what can I afford? Um, and then, of course, you know, everything happens in 2020. And then it doesn't get done. And you say, well, now it's a new year. But, you know, I should wait till the world's back to normal. And then I'll take a look at my finances. Which is really just a way of procrastinating. So I'm interested to hear from you, Joel, as somebody who's built a very successful company over time. You stay in shape. You do a lot of things that require discipline and focus. And I'm curious to hear from you. Uh, what's your advice to somebody who just can't take that step to reach out and, and get organized? Like, how do you do things, for lack of a, a better way to ask the question, how do you do things that you don't want to do? Well, I set up my environment so that I just have to do those things. Because left on my own, you mentioned working out or exercise. Left on my own, I'll do a really, really wimpy workout. You know, I'll do a little bit of stretching and so on. So what do I do? I have an appointment with a trainer where I train with three other people three times a week. I have to be there. Um, I'm going to pay for it whether I'm there or not. And I show up and he runs us through, uh, you know, I do some stretching and so on. And then we do this 45-minute incredibly intense exercise program because left to my own devices, I wouldn't do it. And uh, with business, you know, we have certain things that are scheduled that happen every single week, certain meetings and so on where it left, you know, if I woke up in the morning and said, oh, do you want to do the meeting with your financial department to go over this quarter's financials? It's the last thing I want to do. You know, I don't like doing that. I want to talk to clients. I want to design financial plans. I want to work on their investments. I don't want to sit down and worry about the financials of the company, but I have to do that. So what do we do? We schedule a meeting. That meeting is on the calendar. I have to show up and do that meeting. And I think the best, and by the way, there are some really highly talented artists and athletes and so on, actors, where they have to have 
that same situation. They have to have something scheduled because, again, left to their own devices, they won't do something. And so I, I think it's all about setting up your environment, um, creating deadlines, creating accountability to other people that forces you to get things done. I mean, when we do our financial reviews with existing clients here, we have it on the calendar. They get a call from Robin or Jen and say, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, it's time for you to come in um, You know, during December here. Would you like to come in the first week or the second week? It's just automatic because, again, left people's devices, they tend to put things off. And the problem is, John, you know, we don't feel the pain right away. It's just this little sort of change, you know, the exercise. It's a little change. And then you look up one day and you notice, wow, I got off track. How did it happen? We don't know how it happened. So with money, it's the same way. There's always going to be a reason not to do something. Um, you know, it's a lot easier if you stub your toe to go to the doctor because you're in a lot of pain. But with money, if your financial house is in order, you don't necessarily feel it today. But down the line, you're going to pay the consequences for little decisions, things that you did do or didn't do today. Were you always like this? Like, did you always have the ability to organize your life like that? Or is that something you had to learn? And if you had to learn it, like, what did it look like at the beginning? Do you remember? Well, yeah. I mean, I had to set up my environment. And again, it's it's not necessarily, I, I wouldn't really call it organized, although I, I am pretty organized. I'm structured. That's, that's probably the better word. I'm structured. My schedule is structured because I'm not naturally that way. Um, I like to go through the day. I like to not have a plan during the day. I like to kind of react to things that happen around me and react to conversations that I have. And you know, one of the ways I lead the company is just being available to people and having conversations with people throughout the day and see where I can be helpful or maybe I can give a word of wisdom or maybe somebody tells me something that's going on that I didn't realize. And so it's it, to me, it's very reactive. And so I've got to schedule those things because I would not say that I'm disciplined. I would just say I'm structured and I've set up my environment in such a way where certain things just always get done. So what would be your advice to somebody who maybe is able to do that in their own career, in their own work life, but for whatever reason, they're not structured at all with their financial planning? Well, sure. I mean, the easiest things to to let go, to not get done, the easiest things to not get done are the things that we don't feel the pain or pay the price for not getting done today, right? Like if I don't exercise today, I'm not going to feel the pain today. I'm going to feel the pain down the line. If I don't get my financial house in order, same thing. I'm going to feel the pain down the line. So my advice would be you've got to structure your schedule. And if you're not working with a financial advisor, you probably ought to be, um, especially if you're listening to this. Most wealthy people want financial advisors. They pay financial advisors because they need that structure. They need that work. They need somebody to hold them accountable. And I would say make a call, find somebody you feel comfortable with, you know, interview them, make sure they're the right person, make sure there's a good fit, and then get into some kind of a routine that they drive for you. Let somebody else drive that schedule and drive that structure in your investments in your retirement planning. Because again, left to your own devices, you won't do it. I don't care how disciplined you are. Somewhere you'll get caught up. You'll get caught up either making an emotional decision that you shouldn't make. So maybe you're really structured. You're like an engineer or actuary. You're very structured. But you've lost touch with how damaging your emotions can be when it comes to your own retirement planning and investments. Uh, maybe you're not very organized and you can relate to this. So, you know, give us a call. Give somebody a call. You know, we're not the only good financial firms out there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of lousy financial firms out there. But you can give us a call, 1-800-705-1232. Um, once again, that's let me slow down a little bit. 
705-1232. Call or just text your first and last name, and we'll set up a time. We'll, we'll let you interview us. We'll get to know you a little bit. There's absolutely no obligation, um, but we'll put you on the right track to either work with us or we'll refer you to somebody else that's more appropriate to you to help your financial situation. It's going to be way too easy this year with the vaccine being out and the pandemic starting to calm down for us to just go right back to where we were and yet we forgot how many things that we've been procrastinating. And again, we won't feel the pain until it's too late. So again, 800-705-1232 is the number to call if you'd like to get in touch with the team at Johnson Brunetti. Uh, Joel, I kind of set this conversation up as if getting a financial plan in place for yourself is equivalent to losing 50 pounds or you know doing some other unpleasant task. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that unpleasant. What is it, do you think, that makes people procrastinate the financial planning so much? Boy, I would say it's a number of things. Um, it's just, well, first of all, let's let's take a couple. Let's take a couple like in my house, Wendy and I. Um, she would much rather think about tangible things than intangible things. Um, that's just how she's wired. I'm more into concepts. She's into concrete things. And so sometimes we're not on the same page as far as how important something is. Um, and then you get into a meeting with a financial advisor or you start discussing finances and all of a sudden all that family stuff that you were taught when you were brought up uh, comes into play. Or you, you might not even been taught it verbally, but the, the way you saw your parents or grandparents handle money comes into play. So it, it can be a challenge. So it's not uncomfortable. It's not like losing 50 pounds or something. It's just it takes a little effort. And so I think the effort you know, the best way to deal with it is just go somewhere and have an appointment with somebody. Have something where you're structured, where you're accountable. Um, so that's one thing is just disagreements among couples or partners um, about money. The other thing is sometimes people feel bad um, because they haven't done a great job and they're a little ashamed and they come in and they don't want to look foolish. And so they put it off because they don't want anybody to really know what's going on. That that can be part of it. Um, Another one is they might have been ta- they might have been taken advantage of by somebody calling themselves a financial planner, but it was nothing more than just a product salesperson trying to sell a you know an annuity or a life insurance policy or a mutual fund or something like that. So I, I would say there are a number of reasons why people put it off. Most of them being internal reasons and sometimes reasons that they don't even realize are there. These subconscious little reasons, fear of being ripped off. Um, maybe it's you know that you grew up and um, you were always you always heard from your parents anybody with money is bad they've ripped you know anybody that has money have somehow taken advantage of somebody else and now you have money you've done a good job savings and that's sitting in the back of your mind and you don't even realize it so there's so many different reasons that's why you know a good financial advisor half of their job is psychology half of it's investment planning and creating a financial plan but the other part is getting somebody to stick to it giving people that gentle nudge to do the things that they wouldn't do left to their own devices. And that's a big part of financial advising. And the reason that's such a big part is because we all have these little things in the back of our psyche that affects the way we relate to money. Very interesting. Well, I think another thing that probably causes people to procrastinate is they don't want to come see a financial advisor because they assume all financial advisors are, at the end of the day, just salespeople. And if I go in, I'm going to have my arm twisted. I'm going to walk out with a timeshare, essentially, uh, that I didn't even intend to purchase. So help us understand what the process looks like when people come in for the Money Map Retirement Review. Why is it not a sales pitch? Well, first of all, I'm going to say this in the most – this is going to come off the wrong way, but – we don't need your business. Um, 
so that's part of it. Like we we're a big firm, and and there are other firms that are big firms. So we have a personal approach. You know, we have a deep, intimate relationship with our clients. We know, you know, their dreams, their fears, and so on. But we just I've been doing this for a long time, and we're a good, you know, profitable firm, and we don't have to push anybody. And there's no advisors here that do that. And so we don't have that, oh, we better sell something today, otherwise we can't pay the bills tomorrow. It's not like that at all. And so whether it's us or somebody else, find a firm where they're doing well, um, where they're profitable, where they've got a lot of staff people, where they don't have to go sell you a life insurance policy or variable annuity or something like that um, to pay the bills next week. And be careful, by the way. Sometimes you know they look like they're doing well because they live in a huge house and drive a flashy car, and they might not be. But you know, try to get a feel for that kind of thing. So that's part of it. But the other part of it is just ask them if they're fiduciaries. Um, we have a fiduciary law uh, as registered investment advisors and also anybody that's a certified financial planner has a fiduciary code they have to go by, which means we have to act in your best interest. We cannot sell you a product. We have to act in your best interest, which might be, by the way, selling a life insurance policy or um, or a Medicare supplement policy or something like that to save you money, but it's got to better you. We, we're held to a higher standard where a lot of financial advisors are not fiduciaries. And so that's a real important thing. So one is make sure that they're financially sound, that they don't need your business. You don't want to go to somebody that needs your business. In fact, I have an interesting story. I I went to, I was thinking about buying a, um, this this goes back probably 15 or 20 years. I wanted to buy a Toyota Avalon. I don't even think they're around anymore, but the Avalon was sort of Toyota's most luxurious car. And I went to a Toyota dealer. I won't mention who it is. And the guy told me, um, if I don't sell three cars this month, I won't be able to send money back to my family that lives in another country. I was literally told this by the salesperson. It made everything feel just awkward and weird. And so if that was true, and, and again, I have compassion for the guy. Maybe maybe it was true, but that's just that's not who you want to do business with as a financial advisor is somebody who's in that position. And so make sure somebody's a fiduciary. Make sure they don't absolutely need your business. Make sure they're in the business for the right reasons. Trust your gut a little bit. You know, that's really important. I think you need to feel like there's a good fit when you sit down with a financial advisor, an advisor. Just like, you know, you have doctors that you like and you don't like. Um, You might have lawyers that you like and you don't like. Same thing. What, What makes you like or not like this person? Listen to that. That inner voice is really, really important because there will be a time where the relationship gets stressed. Um, by that financial advisor, maybe telling you to do something you don't want to do, but it's in your best interest, and you need to be able to fall back on, hey, I trust this person. So, Joel, when somebody comes in for that Money Map Retirement Review, what gets talked about, and just how does that whole process look? Yeah, well, what happens is, um, I'll just walk you through it. Um, somebody calls in, and they said, I, I want to visit. I want to visit with an advisor. I want my Money Map. I want to. I heard about this process for many years. I want that Money Map. And so we set an appointment. And what happens is then uh, what goes out once somebody sets an appointment, they get one of my books and they also get something called a family questionnaire in the mail to prepare for that appointment. And the family questionnaire is exactly what it sounds like. It's a family questionnaire. It's not, it doesn't have a bunch of financial information you have to fill out ahead of time because you might not be comfortable with us. And so, um, you know, you haven't met us yet, so we don't ask for a bunch of financial information. It's things like, you know, do you have children? Do you have grandchildren? Do you think you'll stay in Connecticut or Massachusetts for the rest of your life? Um, do you have a financial advisor? Do you have a lawyer? Have you ever had problems with stockbrokers? What is your biggest financial concern? It's those types of questions. Um, and then that gives us a format of when you come in, 
Uh, then somebody comes in for a visit. And a lot of people bring their statements when they come in. They bring their investment statements, maybe a tax return and so on. Um, sometimes they don't show them to us right away. They just want to get to know us a little bit, which is fine. We want to get to know them. And we, we have that first visit which is just a nice, you know, it's literally a cup of coffee and getting to know each other. And then the person gets to decide whether they want to have us build this full financial plan for them or not. And that's what that money map, we actually call a financial plan the money map because it's one page, it's all mapped out, your financial life, it's got your needs, your concerns, your future income on it. And then we have a lot of backup information that can go with that for those of you that are detail-oriented. But that's it. And if they decide they want us to build that plan, um, it takes us a little while once we've got the information. Usually they come back a week later and we've got that plan and we present the plan. We present our recommendations. There's no obligation. Again, like I said, we don't need your business. We want to help as many people as possible. But a lot of times we give somebody help and they don't become a client. And sometimes they do become a client and either one is fine with me. But that's it. It's really a simple, you know, people are intimidated by this process of coming in to talk with a financial advisor, and you don't have to be. At least at this firm, you do not have to be because there is not pressure. Um, We deal with you like, you know, I would deal with you if you were my brother or sister, and same thing with our other advisors, or if you were their, you know, their mom or dad. And um, it's funny, a lot of times uh, we'll have teams of advisors and, you know, an older advisor like me will meet and then we'll have a younger advisor in the room and, and somebody will leave and they'll call me later and they'll say, hey, it reminded me of my son. You know, that was the person that was, that was my son. Or sometimes they'll even say, oh, I wish my son was like that and so on. So it's just, it's a really neat um, process that we go through where we get to know people. And I'll tell you what, John, I learn as much from my clients about life as they learn from me. It's a pretty wonderful uh, profession to be in. Well, so if you'd like to come in for that Money Map Retirement Review for yourself, you just heard what the process sounds like. It doesn't need to be intimidating. It doesn't need to be a sales pitch. That's not how it works at Johnson Brunetti. Call right now if you'd like to schedule that time. You don't even have to actually schedule the time right now. All you're going to do is call and leave a message and say, yes, I would like to have this visit. And then somebody from the team will reach out to you later and find a time that's convenient for you. 800-705-1232 is the number to call. That's 800-705-1232. No cost, no obligation. When you come in for your Money Map Retirement Review, you'll also get a copy of Joel's book, The Money Map, 800-705-1232. You can even text that number if that's easiest. Just text your first and last name and the team can get back in touch with you that way. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. And Joel, let's open up the mailbag here and see what kind of questions folks have for you. We'll start with Beth, who says, I max out my HSA every year, but never actually pull money out of it for medical expenses. If I just keep doing this every year, am I understanding it correctly that I can just build up a huge HSA balance that will be tax-free throughout retirement? Well, Beth, this is interesting because this is one of the things nobody talks about. They think they have to use that HSA money while they're working because it's, it coordinates with their health plan, right? Typically, we set up an HSA because we've got a high-deductible health plan. But people can use that money all throughout their retirement and basically have money to pay for co-pays and, and any kind of optional surgeries that maybe the insurance doesn't cover 100%, optional experimental treatments, things like that. 
and all that money does come out tax-free. You know, there used to be a company locally here that actually would fund an HSA account. I think they used to, they called it a nominal health account or something like that, but it looked like an HSA account, and people would retire, and they'd get take that money with them. And so it's the same thing with an HSA. You get to keep that money, and as long as it's spent on health care any time during your retirement, it comes out absolutely tax-free. So it's still a great deal. You don't have to spend it while you're working. Great thinking, Beth. And if more people took advantage of that, we'd really have a lot of people in good shape for retirement in terms of medical expenses. How about Harry, who says, I'd planned to work for another five or six years, but was just told that I'll be terminated in a few months, which will be two weeks after my 60th birthday. I'll be getting a significant severance package equal to one year's salary, and I'll have 90 days to exercise all of my stock options, which will amount to more than $125,000. My question is, should I use all of this cash to pay off my house and then just try to retire with the money in my 401k, or should I hold on to the cash for now and try to find another job or consulting gig? So quick review, because he threw a lot out at us there, Joel. He's going to be terminated in a few weeks, right after his 60th birthday, one year severance, plus another $125,000 in stock options. He's saying, should I just pay off my house and try to retire or find another gig? So first of all, Get a copy of my book, Forced to Retire, because in that book, you're going to have the answers to all of these questions, or I should say they're going to point you in the direction to get the answers for all of these questions. you got a number of issues. Number one, can you afford to retire? If you can afford to retire, do you want to retire? Do you want to go do something that you want to do, right? Because a lot of people can afford to retire, but they want to do something. What are you going to do about health insurance? You have a tax problem uh, because you're going to get severance and you're going to have to exercise all these stock options. So what do we do to reduce your taxes so that you don't get hit with one year where you're losing, you know, maybe you know, in Connecticut or Massachusetts, 47% uh, of your payout of stock options and severance to taxes. You know, you lose half of it. That's terrible. And so there are a number of things here. But the first question is, I, I guess, before even looking at if you can retire, do you want to? And if you don't want to, then obviously the answer is quickly, you know, then let's go find something else for you to do. And in the meantime, create an income stream that you can fall back on. But if you do want to retire, then hey, let's, uh, and if you can, if you can retire and you do want to, then let's structure the most tax efficient income plan for you, which includes when to take social security, when to take a pension if it's available, do you take money out of that 401k, do you pay off your house, which if you go and do it as a, on a tax advantaged way and it bothers you that you owe money on your house, then maybe it makes sense to pay off your house, but interest rates are also low right now. Maybe it doesn't make sense to pay off your house. So I don't mean to dodge the question here, Harry, but there are a lot of moving parts here. And the first red flag for me is how do we minimize those taxes? Because you're going to get clobbered with taxes between the stock options and the severance pay. We've got to figure out a way to minimize those taxes. And then let's figure out how to structure your finances in a way where you can take income if you want to. But if you don't want to, we can make it, again, grow as much as possible, be as tax efficient as possible, but have you have the peace of mind to make sure that you're not going to run out of money. Quintessential example of somebody who needs to come in for the Money Map Retirement Review because there are so many moving pieces in Harry's situation and we just don't know uh, enough about his situation to really be able to speak intelligently about it. So Joel, one more time before we get out of here, describe the Money Map Retirement Review process and how somebody can take advantage of it. Well, it's just real simple. Call and set an appointment. We started the program off by saying, you know, set up your environment in a way where you're forced to move forward and do positive things for yourself, whether that's exercise or or whatever it might be. Call, text, 
and set up a time leave your name if you text but set up a time to come in and get your money map retirement review it's real simple it's a conversation there's no pressure you're going to get a copy of one of my books the one that's most appropriate for your situation whether it's forced to retire the people's retirement handbook or the wealthy think differently or a number of other books Um, you will have a conversation with a professional fiduciary financial advisor that is required to act in your best interest and there again is no obligation you don't have to become a client we will help you we'll build your money map in any way you can the money map is this it's simple it's your financial life on one page with some recommendations from us it's a retirement income plan make sure you're not going to run out of money for the rest of your life and it's a stress test on your portfolio that'll show you historically speaking the way your portfolio is set up when we go into the next market downturn how much money will you lose and then you have to make sure you're comfortable with that or we can make some recommendations to fix things so just give us a call 1-800-705-1232 you'll be happy you did again 800-705-1232 that's 800-705-1232 you can call or you can text whichever's easiest for you Somebody from the team will reach out and find a convenient time for you to come in or meet virtually for your Money Map Retirement Review. Call or text 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Joel, always a pleasure. Thanks for your wisdom. And we'll look forward to a prosperous 2021 right here on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Have a great week. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Bernetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.